Hello and welcome. This is Nina Talks Business and I am Nina Innocentia and this is the first episode of my new podcast. And thank you so much for listening today. Um, I was thinking um, over the last couple of days how I was going to start this podcast. I mean, the, the topics I wish to discuss over the next coming weeks is lengthy, which is great. There's plenty of things to talk about. I'm hoping to have some people come on to the podcast with me and discuss their professional and business experiences and the challenges that they are now facing in these uncertain times of the pandemic. But first of all, I thought actually I'm going to introduce myself to you because it's good to know who you're talking to and listening to and and and, and why I'm doing this. So I am Nina Nsentia, I'm 46 years old, I live in Athens, Greece with my two twins, my, my two twins, my twins, age 13, and my two cats. Um, we moved from the UK in October 2019 to Athens in Greece. Um, when I first moved here, I was able to get freelance work, and then I had jobs uh, lined up, which then, unfortunately, the pandemic hit, so I wasn't able to take those jobs because they were in the tourist industry, working with hotels in Athens. I then had some work lined up doing freelance work, so that was great. I was able to do that throughout most of last year. I had savings as well. So where I had gone from having um, a chance to sort of build a life here in, in Athens, Greece, we then, as we all did, just coped with lockdown. I made sure we had an income and that we were comfortable, that we had the bills paid, the rent paid, and that we had food on the table and we could get through this very difficult period. Um, I mean, my twins turned 12 last year in February, and then we had the lockdown straight away in March. So they spent their, one of their formative years um, actually mostly indoors. And it was at a critical time for us because they were going to the local primary school. They were having seven hours a week Greek lessons. Um, we had just arranged to have like private tutors um, come to the apartment. We had just arranged to have private math tutors come to the apartment, but we had to put that on hold because it is it was such an uncertain time financially. So I kind of actually was able for us to live fairly efficiently, and then come the summer we were able to go outside more, and then we went away to we could afford to go away for weekends. We went to went to an island in Gina, had a beautiful weekend, stayed in this incredible hotel. Um, it had like a nice rocks that went down to the sea. It was just incredible. The water was clear. It was beautiful, like Bougain Villa, bright blue skies. It was just an incredible weekend, and we we needed that. I'd also hired a car when we first left lockdown, and then we just sort of drove around and went to the forest near us in Vilna, and then we went to different places, um, and we really enjoyed sort of using the car to to enjoy being out in the countryside and going to different beaches that we couldn't get to otherwise, like Cape Stunios. So we had, um, and we had, we could afford to do that. It was, it was cost effective. It was something we could afford to do. And then we went on holiday in August last year to Crete for two weeks with a, a friend of ours um, and had an amazing holiday, beautiful vacation. We went on boat trips. We ate out a lot. We stayed in beautiful places we hired a car for the whole two weeks we could afford to do that you know i was going out with friends we had dinners out lunches out going out with friends at night drinking we i was able 
to afford the childcare. You know, I had briefly dated a guy and then had childcare to look after the twins for the weekends when I went to see him. So I was able to do quite a lot from June last year up until September last year without any financial issues at all. And then in September, I got a job which was working from home, so remote working, which was perfect. It wasn't like an, an incredible job, but it was it was a job and I felt that was important to get an income that was um, like guaranteed every month so that I could then reflect and take some time for the last few months of the year to think about where I wanted to go in terms of direction with working here in Greece and in perhaps and perhaps thinking about starting a business. I had all these different ideas in my head. Sadly, I got COVID last year and I had it for 10 weeks. Um, I really should have gone into hospital. However, it's very difficult when you don't have family in the city or the country that you live in. Um, also, my, my, my close friends here were dealing with their own situation, dealing with like dealing with lockdown themselves and their own mental health. And they they don't know the twins as long as like my best friends are 20 years. So it wouldn't have been an ideal situation to send the twins to a friend of mine to look to look, be looked after because also we have strict regulations here as everyone does with because covid is so dangerous and contagious so we just stayed home and i had this just sort of incredibly difficult time to get well um, and it it wasn't until christmas arrived and then i was still like quite fragile i managed to order a I, have Christmas food and Christmas delivered to the door, fortunately. So we managed to do a Christmas. And then come January this year in 2021, I felt, okay, I didn't I didn't keep the job because unfortunately it was a short-term three-month contract. And for, for pretty much the entire contract, I had COVID. So obviously I had to have the contract terminated early because I was so ill. Then I was thinking, okay, perhaps I'll get another job with this company and there hasn't been anything opening. And then I thought, okay, I will, I will look at the opportunities in Athens and start applying for jobs. So I started applying for jobs and I expect to get a job quite easily. I have a good CV, I have good experience. Um, my skills throughout my, my career have always been transferable, you know, excellent organization, excellent time management, business experience, mental health experience. Um, I've worked as an executive assistant at CEO level as a personal assistant. I've worked in event management and public relations. I've had a business with my ex-husband. Um, a friend of mine and I started a charitable organization years ago from scratch and we got grants and so we did really well with that. Um, and I've also worked as a mental health support worker. So I've worked using psychologically informed practices. So I honestly felt very confident that I would get a job pretty easily. I had some savings left so I wasn't overtly panicked, but I was thinking, okay, so I now need to, to start seriously thinking about work. And I was writing a personal blog, which I still am, and I'm finishing writing a book. So I was applying for jobs and doing that. That was my focus. Great. So I expected to get a job and I didn't. And that was my first realization that Yes, of course I understand society has changed significantly and still is because we are still in the pandemic. 
and there's so much uncertainty. And Greece's economy was just starting to recover from the 2008 crisis. However, the pandemic has hit the economy here hard. You know, the tourist industry hasn't really happened last year, um, is just sort of starting again this year. That's one of the main primary sources of income. So I then decided in April this year that, okay, I wasn't getting work. Um, you know, money was gonna start running out soon. I needed to get a job or create my own employment. So I started the business initially just advertising um, blog packages, like developing and writing someone's blog for them, but different packages, like um, so many pages or so many hours, and then I had an hourly rate, and then I did um, uh, website editorial content packages, but that's all I did. I kind of set it up as like an e-commerce site, um, and it was completely wrong, to be honest. The, the branding was horrendous. I had an idea, just quite a nice idea bringing analog and, and digital together and having this kind of old school kind of like graph kind of like image at the background but it, it it didn't work it was terrible it looked terrible it was actually horrendous so I was like what am I doing you know maybe I'm just not destined to have a business maybe it's all gonna go wrong maybe I'm just gonna be destitute on the street and living in a cardboard box with my twins and the cats because you know as a single parent these are the kind of crazy but also scary thought processes that go through your head. Like you're like, oh my God, I'm a complete failure. Oh my God, I've moved to this country and I'm not getting where I want to go. So I stopped and I said, right, you're gonna sit down with your CV and you're gonna write down next to it, all the skills and the experiences that you've got. And I wrote pages and pages and pages and pages. I, I wrote all my skills. And I have a lot of skills. And that was a really good exercise for me because, you know, I do have a history of PTSD. And last year in 2020, even though we were staying at home in lockdown for a sustained length of time and then going away with friends, I think I had like a low level PTSD caused by bereavement, um, friends getting COVID, my daughter getting COVID, who lives in the UK all these things and the distance between family, you know, we are not able to see our family and friends if they live in different countries. We weren't able to see our friends here in Greece for a lot of last year. Um, it's, 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 you know, I don't need to explain it. We all know, we're all living through it still. It's difficult. So I stopped um, and rethought my entire business structure. Um, and initially I thought I would structure it so that I would start it up and then have other people do the work. So I structured it and thought about it and thought, how am I going to do this? What, what is it I want to do? And how am I going to do this? So I researched bachelor assistant businesses and business support services to see how they charged people, how they worked. I researched, um, you know, CRM packages. I researched applications and software to enable people to share their information without giving you the actual passwords. I looked into invoicing, I looked into so many different aspects like you know Dropbox, um, for document sharing, all these different things. How how to make this a functioning structured business where like Data Protection Act is in their people's information, where people have security. So I've done all this, I've worked it all out everything sorted. I then had to write the website. 
which actually I normally find very easy. I can do this standing on my head with my eyes closed for other people. Absolutely not a problem. I've helped friends their websites. I've, in my roles when I've had like freelance PR roles, um, when my children were small, I um, would write people's blogs for them, for their businesses, uh, rebrand it, do the whole development. Didn't bother me, write their websites. Not a problem. When it came to myself, I actually struggled with this. I couldn't get it right. I was overthinking it. And the pressure was, this is what I'm going to be doing for other people. So I have to get my own website absolutely perfect. And indeed, today, there's a few more things I need to change my website and add and tweak because something I've also discovered is that it's a process that's ongoing because you will look at it and then you will realize something else is changing. But we also still need to get to the point where we have to like just go stop and it's fine. So basically my, my website's fine. I have a business blog um, where I talk about the business and my experience and also start talking about you know why business blog is really important and introducing this podcast. And I also discuss you know, what to expect and having a virtual business support service. So my business, it's Nina Innocentia, virtual business support. Um, my website is www.ninainnocentia.com and I've split the business into, my tagline is we provide solutions because that is what I do, we provide solutions. And it's into, into support and solutions. In the support section, it's every single service you can think of that comes under the category of executive assistant to personal assistant. Now, rather than having every single thing listed, like a big shopping list, it's those are the two areas, you know, that I that I, I have in support. It's it's a completely personalised uh, service. You know, it's about communicating with clients, ascertaining their individual needs because we're we're people. We're unique. Our needs are different. Our lives are different. Our business, businesses are different. How we run our lives and our businesses is different. And, you know, we can all get stuck in certain areas of having to deal with emails or having to do with scheduling or having to, to do a bit of administration that somebody else can do. So that's, that's what I do. I provide that service. And then in solutions, it's blog development and writing blog content for, for people's business blogs. Um, I, I can do that. I can do it for an entrepreneur with more professional a personal professional thing about them but it's basically if you need a blog I am your person I can develop it and write it so that's great I also do white papers and I can write all the editorial content for like websites promotional material so this is all great this is this, this is how I started off I've got the branding right I've worked on it all myself it's perfect so I'm really happy then you know fast forward a few another month and I get COVID again. So I've literally just recovered from having been ill for, well, actively ill for three weeks. So about going to four weeks in total convalescing. And that has been very frustrating. And in that time when I was hot and sweaty and then sleeping for 15 hours a day, I felt really disheartened and I felt impotent and I felt frustrated and I felt angry with myself for getting sick again. I was like, oh, you've had one vaccine, then you get sick again, you've got all these things to do. And I just caused this sort of traumatic mindset in my head of like berating myself 
for, for being ill, which is outside of our control completely. So the last few days where I've been feeling 100% again, I've just sat down and gone, okay, so you've had COVID. That's not your fault. And you've had, you've lost a month of progressing with your business. That is also not your fault. So I spent the last couple of days refocusing, uh, planning my social media campaign and thinking about this podcast and deciding to do this podcast. I've been thinking about it for a few weeks and thought I would do it perhaps later on down the line of the business. But I decided, no, the whole point of talking about business is talking about the realities that we are facing now, the things that we have faced in the past and the things that we potentially will face in the future. And I'm not a business expert. I have good business acumen. I have a good idea of how to sell myself. Um, I have a good idea of how to portray myself on social media. However, you know, we have to obviously plan that and execute it. And I have now been able to do that. But we need to also take a moment to consider that the day-to-day pressures we're under, we're under financial pressure. We live in a world of financial uncertainty and we live in a society with this deadly virus still living with us and amongst us and affecting our health on a, on a daily basis. I mean, I've just literally got better again from having COVID again. But fortunately, thanks to the one vaccine I've had so far, I wasn't set as ill as before and it wasn't 10 weeks. But I did think it was important to stop and to look at how I had treated myself in that time because I hadn't made the progress and I hadn't been as efficient in my mindset by being able to have COVID and also run a business, which is ridiculous, of course you can't. So I think that's an important lesson. So I've taken from this that we need to have, I think, a greater, more patience and a greater understanding of our own needs. So I'm learning this lesson. I'm learning that my self-care is essential. Like for any form of success, my self-care is essential and that I need to refocus and actually use all the adversity that we go through, particularly in the pandemic and the adversity I've been through in my life and look at my skill set. So yesterday I sat down and thought that all the adversity I've been through in my life and sadly I've been through a great deal in my life. And I felt rather than have the narrative of like, oh, you were ill again, or you went through this terrible thing and you had mental health problems, or you went through that terrible thing and you had trauma. Rather than to use this narrative as a negative, which I think has always been my own inner dialogue, like, you know, you went through all these things, these things keep happening to you, what's wrong with you, you keep getting COVID, you haven't made enough progress, look at you, you've got your children to provide for, you're doing a terrible job, look, you're a failure, failure, failure. This has been my inner dialogue, which is really abusive to myself. And I think that we can all do this. We can, now I don't ever have envy or jealousy of other people being successful. I think it's amazing. I think that they're, like, they're incredible. And I love it when my friends succeed and I love reading about success stories. But this can turn to being, a, oh look, you see, you haven't done it though, have you? Look at you, Nina. You haven't got this huge financial success. You're 46. Your savings are running out. You moved to another country. You know, you're not progressing. And then I just stopped. I went, no. I'm going to actually look at the things that I have learnt in my life 
going through a great deal of adversity and overcoming adversity and overcoming traumatic things that I, I should, you know, still be greatly impacted. I'm going to say should in, in inverted commas because, you know, we shouldn't do anything. I hate shouldn't. But it's very easy to look at my history and the things I've overcome and be cast as a victim or to be cast as, as someone that's weak. When actual fact, and this is what I think we will all look back on after the pandemic, because we are all going through trauma now. We all have a degree of PTSD from the pandemic. We've all had our lives impacted by the pandemic. We've all had loss and pain and uncertainty. Even if you're financially, financially secure, we have the uncertainty of our health, of our loved one's health, of the community that we live in. We have to support the community if we can afford to in terms of like restaurants and small businesses. We can see in our communities, just outside our front doors, the very real impact that this pandemic has had on society, on mental health, and on small businesses going under or struggling. So this is what I wanted to do. So I've actually then wrote my list of all the things that I have like my resilience. Like resilience is number one. So if I can survive all the things I've survived in my life, I decided I could quite easily create the business that I wanted to create. And also what I found interesting is that initially I wanted to get a business up and running and then get like a freelance team together to do the work for me and then get them to be like full-time employees and have obviously the healthcare and everything else, the benefits, and to be paid well, because that's a big thing for me. People need to be paid well. I need to be paid well. We all need to be paid well. And that's something I will talk about on another podcast episode to do with ethical business practices. So I've had this toxic narrative the whole time I was having COVID recently, you know, failure, failure, failure. And then it was yesterday that I stopped and I thought, no, you have the skills for success. You have the skills for success because I am successful. I am successful in the fact that I've overcome significantly traumatic events, crimes against my person, loss in my life, bereavement, grief, uncertainty, the things that we have to go through, we have to look at them and think, okay, these are tools, these are skills that are going to create a stronger skill set, a stronger determination, um, a mindset that's able to look at an issue and a problem and problem solve. Because I have overcome adversity that many people say that, you know, that they couldn't overcome. I've overcome loss, I've overcome, you know, parental alienation, I've overcome all these different things in my life. Um, a loss of heritage, a loss of parent, you name it. So rather than, so I've now actually sat down yesterday and I've changed the narrative. I've changed it in my head. So now while I'm looking at my business, I'm not thinking this should have been done, that should have been done. I'm thinking I'm going to do this now. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to write the blog. I'm going to do this. I'm going to plan my social media. I'm going to implement that over the next few weeks. I'm going to start the podcast now and not wait six months. I'm going to talk about this because it's very easy for people to come on and say, I've made millions, I'm successful, let me tell you how I did it. I thought it'd be interesting to say, this is somebody that's starting their business, that's had 
COVID in the middle of starting their business, that has you know financial pressures of being a single parent, that is finding that it is actually even more challenging starting a business now than I had expected. Now, of course, I understand there's a pandemic and I understand that there's a great deal of uncertainty and I understand that people can't necessarily afford many services. However, I'm a member of like many entrepreneur group on Facebook and small business and people are starting businesses and are doing quite well. Um, there's a lot of success, which is great. As, as I said, I, I love seeing people succeed. I think it's amazing. I love asking questions. I love learning. It's a really good resource to, to communicate with these people. Because there's people there that have businesses like for 20 years or 10 years or offer workshops and that's great. The thing that I've come up against is that people don't value a service business. Now, because I am a business to business service provider. You know, I have over 20 years experience. I've worked as an executive assistant at boardroom level. I've worked in public relations dealing with massive corporate clients for an agency I work for. I've worked in um, a PR agency in Cornwall and we dealt with things like the Eden Project. So I've worked with big clients and you need to understand business. You need to understand branding. You need to understand communication and you need to understand what the goals are and what you want to achieve and what service you're providing. Now, I know the service I'm providing is a professional service. There has been something of an attitude that I'm just doing a little bit of paperwork and I should get like paid five euros an hour. And what people have to understand, and this, this I think is the interesting thing that I think is coming up more since the pandemic has arrived. There has been like a diminishing of what you are offering. People aren't just getting some administrational work done. They're getting somebody that is going to manage that for them completely. They don't have to hire somebody. They don't have to pay a full-time wage, a good salary. They don't have to pay for healthcare. They don't have to pay for pensions or, or um, social, social uh, security benefits. They don't have to do any of that. They're paying a good rate, you know, a reasonable rate, mid-range, for a professional service that is executed to their personal individual requirements in their time frame by somebody with 20 years experience. And that, that I find quite interesting because, and this, this I will talk about in the ethical business practice episode, because this is another thing that I think needs to be discussed. There are a lot of people that set up virtual business support agencies and companies that are then employing people in third world countries, charging something like six to eight dollars an hour for the service to clients, which will then has led me to question how much are they paying people that they employ, for example, in the Philippines. And this is something I will talk about more as I said in ethical business practice. But this is something I think that we need to stop and think about. The pandemic has shown that in society, in access to healthcare, in financial uncertainty, in terms of small businesses and even large companies being affected by this difficult time. 
It is important, even more so now, that people are paid properly, that people are respected for the professional company or service that they deliver, that people's professionalism, their experience, their life experience and their skill set is important. So initially I was thinking, oh God, I'm not getting enough clients, I'm only getting a few, I've got like two clients at one point, um, that's it, I've only got two clients, oh my God, I'm, I'm charging too much money, I'm going to have to lower it to hardly anything and then like work, you know, uh, a ridiculous like 12 hour day and then pack it full of clients back to back and not have any life at all and not go to the beach with the twins and not do anything and barely eat and that's that's what happens when you are feeling the pressures from certain individuals in the business and professional world that want to if basically pay unethically that want to ex- use ex- exploitation which is what it is to have a service delivered cheaply, then those of us that are providing an ethical business that have, that believe in paying any freelancers that we employ for services that we ourselves are not experts in, that, that they get paid correctly and over the minimum wage, get paid well for their professional knowledge. And that also I want to be paid well for my professional knowledge. I have children to support and it's just a matter of respect. We then have to sort of stop and think that actually now we don't lower our prices because I was thinking I had to do this and that's a poverty mindset. That's the mindset of feeling oppressed and again it's the same narrative that I had the whole time I had COVID recently thinking I haven't done this and I haven't done that. It's doubting ourselves which is why yesterday when I wrote down my skills and my resilience and my overcoming adversity and the fact that the more things I have gone through, the more I want other people to have a better life, that the more I want people to be paid well, the more I want people to have emotional and like pastoral support in their workplace, the more I think that professional relationships need to be based on authenticity as well as professionalism, that the more we need to to allow people to be authentically themselves in a business workplace. That nowadays our ethics and our morals are even more important than ever before. Because let's face it, the world before the pandemic was pretty harsh in the business world. I can remember going to work as a young parent. I was 30 working a PR agency and basically I was frowned at for mentioning that I had children. I had two children at the time. Oh, you have children. Oh, don't mention it. It's unprofessional. I don't, and I don't want to go back to that time. So when I started this business and I'm still obviously establishing it, it's in the startup phase. I don't want to, to employ people or work with people on the basis that they, as an individual, can only be seen in this very limited, narrow snapshot of just their professional self. I don't want to work with clients that feel that they have to limit their communication to me to a shopping list of things that they need. My whole approach is holistic. To have success, we need to build good relationships, which goes back to the fact that I am good at building relationships. I'm good at communicating. I'm good at reading people. And this is how 
I think the business world needs to move forward, generally speaking. Like it needs to move forward in a holistic way. We have all understood, I think, better during the pandemic and during the lockdowns, the pressures that work-life balance brings. We've had, you know, no childcare. People have had to work from home whilst also trying to homeschool children, whilst also trying to keep the home COVID free, and whilst also trying to, to, to survive mentally and emotionally. We know the pressures. We are still living with it. Yes, things are opening up, but we have the Delta variant. We still have people that are uncertain about vaccines. We have vaccines still being implemented. We are not out of the woods yet. You know, the economy is still recovering. There is still a general feeling of uncertainty because the pandemic is not over. The 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 vaccine did herald a, a feeling of like it would the pandemic would end, but the vaccine is essential but helps us basically the vaccine will save our lives and we won't go to hospital, we won't die. And I think not dying is a really, really good thing. But we are still living in uncertainty. And we are actually now in an opportunity, in a position to take the opportunity with both hands and to rethink how we do business and with whom we do business with. It is important, I think, to look at our skill set and not just our CV, but to look at our emotional, our psychological and our life skill set and to look at that and have analytic view. Because if I hadn't done that yesterday, I probably would have continued with my narration in my head about myself of how I was behind. And if you think you're behind, as anyone knows that they're ever late, late for work, that feeling, that panic, of trying to catch up with yourself is counterproductive. It creates stress, which means your cortisol levels in your brain um, higher, which is biologically pro- is proven that we're biologically unable to think straight when we're in that stress mode. So I think, and I'm moving forward, I will discuss this in further podcast episodes, but I think for me, the things that I have learned throughout my life with having overcome adversity is self-awareness, self-knowledge, respecting myself, which is something I have struggled with. Changing the narrative, like get out of the victim mindset and get into the survivor mindset. We are all now living with a sense of trauma. We are all impacted. We see our children psychologically and emotionally impacted by the fact that that they are not having a normal formative years. I have 13 year olds who have, are struggling emotionally and mentally um, with the effects of the pandemic. We're not in lockdown. Obviously, we've spent four weeks indoors, but we're not in lockdown. However, life isn't normal. It isn't, it, it, there is still uncertainty. Um, they're not seeing their friends because we are all fearful of the pandemic. People are keeping very much to themselves. We're limiting our travel. I can't afford to go on vacation this year because I'm building a business. But even if I could, I wouldn't because I don't want to expose myself or the twins unnecessary to the COVID um, virus. Um, we're being more careful. So this is having an effect on our children and it's having an effect on us. And this is why I think that in our professional life, the old school way of doing things, the very strict 
um, the employer expecting like to take over your entire life, not seeing our children enough, not having enough leisure time, and our mental health being impacted has got to stop. So for me personally, my whole ethos is to have an holistic approach to working with my clients. And that's why I do executive assistant um, through to personal assistant services. Because if we are having an issue with scheduling our personal life, scheduling our childcare, scheduling our like food deliveries, our cleaning lady, all the things that we have to do, if we're having issues with that, then that is going to leak into our professional world. We are not going to be able to concentrate fully and give our all with our, you know, particularly if we love our work, with our passion and our focus and, and, and complete clarity. We're going to have stress levels, so we're not going to be able to think straight. And we're going to have this feeling of failure and that horrible feeling of not being organized and that horrible feeling of insecurity where you just feel like your personal life is going to shit and falling apart and not sustainable. So that's why, and this is why I think we need to have a conversation, which I think we're gonna, I will do so. I will touch on the subject again and again in different ways over the next um, episodes of this podcast that I think we need to, to rethink. So for me, this podcast is about the things that I'm learning. Um, I want to talk to people who have different degrees of success at different levels of their career, either in their professional life as employed people or as entrepreneurs or business owners, um, because I think it's important to hear other people's stories and learn. I also want to talk about the things that are important to me, which is this essential, holistic, ethical approach to business. You know, I think we need to be careful who we do business with. I think our ethics and our morality are part of our narrative and our story. I think this is something that we need to share. And that's why I thought I would start the podcast with just talking about my process this year in starting a business. So I will be, um, you know, working on my social media. I did a little talk on Instagram, but it went terribly wrong. I didn't connect properly. But I will actually, I think, do some more. I'm thinking about doing a webinar on the importance of having a business blog and why this tool is under-resourced, but that's still an idea. Um, I am actually you know, starting to get more clients in, but I think it's going to be a slow process. And I think that's also another important thing I had to reflect on. I had to shift my expectations because, yes, of course, we know things are uncertain and we know things are difficult, but it's not until we actually start building something that's good for us, that's concrete, that we believe in, that's ours, that we discover the effects of the pandemic, the effects of the uncertainty. You know, there are people who are looking for the cheap way that isn't ethical with having um, people provide services and they're not being paid correctly at all. Like I say, employ people for people from from the Philippines, but pay them well, as you would do in the UK or Europe or America. Pay people well. Um, and we have to sort of see that there is almost two schools of thought. There's those that are hanging on with both hands to what used to be, which I think was a very toxic environment. I don't think was person-centered at all. And that's what I'm saying. I think business has to be person-centered. I think we have to understand that we are building relationships 
with people. And that's my focus. And that's the thing that I think needs to change in society. I think it is changing. I think there's so many businesses that, you know, are clearly communicating their values, their ethos, what they believe in, that they make sure people are paid well, that that employ for them, have good health care, have good benefits, go have gym packages, have, you know, meditation um, resources, have uh, self-care resources given to them as employees. Um, I think, you know, offering employers, offering, you know, free coffee and tea when we're mostly remote working is just ridiculous. I think they need to up their game and understand that people want things like yoga, um, you know, spa access to like a good um, health, a good um, health and fitness uh, company, you know, go to the gym, go to yoga, go to meditation, have a steam room. Those are the things that people need to be able to swim. That's, you know, exercise and meditation and um, having, you know, steam rooms and they have been proven to let people feel better about themselves, to reduce stress levels, to give them a structure to the life that is really healthy. I think also flexible working is should be uh, how we all work. I think the remote working has proven that we can work under duress, that we can work in a different way that is just as effective as going into the office at seven in the morning and leaving 12 hours later. So many studies have shown for decades that we are only really productive for a quarter to at least half of that time. That staying longer appeases an old-fashioned mindset because the employers think they're getting their money's worth out of employees because they're not viewing them as people because it isn't person-centered. And actually all they're doing is probably paying for people just to sit there, feeling stressed, feeling exhausted, missing their family and having mental fatigue. Too much caffeine, too much stress, you know, it creates ulcers, it creates problems in the body. It, it can lead to heart attacks, it can lead to strokes. It's been documented and researched for decades and yet people haven't learned. And that's why I think we need to use this difficult time of change to be the change that is necessary. We have seen the inequality in society, that there isn't equal access to healthcare, that certain communities have been affected more by the pandemic due to the kind of work that they do. They do frontline work. They work in, in professions that have had to work throughout the entire pandemic, that they have been exposed to COVID more and have not had equal access to healthcare. They have not had the same benefits. They have not been protected. You know, we have millionaires and billionaires sitting in, in lockdown in their mansions and then people such as myself and other people who have been thinking, okay, I'm running out of money. Or people that have been made homeless in this time, that have lost their jobs, that their professions have completely gone, their businesses have collapsed, they have nothing left and they're homeless. And this is what we have to look at. We can see the issues with um, systemic racism, institutional racism. We can see the issues with transgender people not being supported in the healthcare. Um, we can see all these societal issues. Now we can't fix everything by ourselves. But what we can do is that we can actually decide that how we live our lives ourselves, how we do, how, how we actually structure our own businesses, how we, what we expect from our employers if you're employed, we have to affect the change. We have to have 
flexible working hours. Remote working should be an option, I think, across the board now because it can work, particularly if you're struggling from uh, a physical health problem or mental health, or if you have just the need to be at home more in terms of your space to have that that work-life balance. We need to stop having this punitive Victorian mindset that we have to put in 12-hour days and give up our souls and our lives for our, for our jobs. No, it doesn't work. It's not productive, it's old-fashioned, and it is punitive. It's just abusive. It's We are allowing ourselves to have the sustained institutional, societal, you know, systemic abuse, and we need to stop and say, it's enough. We need to have equality completely. No pay gaps, no gender disparity, no discrimination if you're LGBTQA, no discrimination based on your ethnicity or your religion or your gender or your gender identity or your, shouldn't happen. So, and to make that change, that's why I am still writing my ethical business practice. And this is why I think it's important for us to stop and think. If you're buying those services from people that work in the Philippines, for example, and you're being charged $8 an hour, that person is only gonna get no more than a dollar an hour, if that. Do you want to continue to be part of a system that oppresses people in countries that are poor? Do you want to pay people correctly? If you want that service, then pay the going rate in your country for that person in the Philippines. Then you can affect real change. Then the professional person is being paid properly for the professional service that they are delivering, that they are qualified to deliver, and they will then be able to educate their children and leave poverty permanently. And this is just one example. We need to start having a person-centered approach to employment, to business practices, and to towards professionalism generally. I don't want to do business with anyone that's homophobic or anti-trans or racist or discriminates. I don't want anything to do with the people that um, don't have an ethical business practice in terms of the environment that pollute. I don't want to have to do business with anybody that uh, chooses to ex use exploitative um, uh, hiring, employment um, practices and you know use people in different countries and then don't pay them correctly and don't provide them with healthcare and education for their children and the opportunity for these things to do that don't have good health and safety in the workplace. These are all the things that we need to stop and think. I also, one thing I found quite interesting, you know, going on from this, I was thinking again about just kind of creating a business, setting it up and in a couple of years having it as a passive income. I have found that has changed. I'm really enjoying having the autonomy to create my vision. Now, it's, it's difficult because of the time that we're living in, but I think that by talking about like, my vision and talking about how I want to structure the things and how I want to do business, I think that we can all then have a conversation, that people will listen to this, that people will understand the philosophy and go away and think about it that we can have you know conversations and dialogues you can leave messages on the this podcast you can contact me on instagram which is ninacentia blog business blog 
you can um, you can contact me on Facebook, which is Nina Ascentia Virtual Business Support. You can email my company, um, which is contact at ninainnocentia.com. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about these things correctly. Let's reevaluate how we want things to look. And I, I have discovered that I'm enjoying creating it. I have many ideas. I am passionate about wanting to have the change. When I was a single parent and had my first child at 21, um, my, my daughter, who's now 25, it, at that time, you know, you had to go to work and pay for everything or you had to get home on benefits. And it was a very small amount of benefits. So I went to work, I paid for everything. And it was exhausting. Childcare was expensive. Um, I worked and 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 barely saw my daughter. I'd pick her up late from nursery and she'd be exhausted and emotional because she had been, well, basically abandoned by me all day. It wasn't for her own fault of my own. I had to provide for her. But she had all these emotional feelings because we had separation anxiety. You know, the weekends, I just wanted to be with her and spend time with her because it we didn't have enough time. If I'd had flexible working hours, if I'd been allowed to work, say, one day at home, I could have had her at home with me, worked from home, she was a very good child, and then we could have had flexible working hours, I could have limited her time at nursery, being super productive at work in the core hours, taken work home and had time with her. I could have taken her, we could have had a normal morning. We used to leave the house at like, six o'clock in the morning to get to her nursery by public transport so early so that I could then get to work with by public transport early. I had to be at work by eight o'clock. So we had this two hour window of crazy rushing with a small child. And I can remember this feeling of constantly being tired and thinking that I was failing and failing as a parent and, and, and not being good enough at work and all this pressure. So I think you know, I, this is again drawing on my own life experiences and thinking about the difficult times in my life when there wasn't support or when employers weren't understanding about what I was going through, when they didn't communicate well, when they were actually quite punitive and used a traumatic event um, against me rather than supporting me. And that's why I think that, you know, we need to be the change. So what I've discovered is that now I'm creating my vision and I'm gonna I'm getting the clients that are part, have the share the same philosophy as me or some of the, the ethics that I do. Um, and I can offer them a person-centered, personalized service, which they find great because it's not limiting. You know, I'm like, what do you need? Let me see if I can do it. And if I can do it, I do it. And if I can't, I get somebody else to do it. So it's a pretty good, pretty good service. Um, but the thing I've noticed, I, find quite interesting is that I don't actually want to turn this business into a passive income. I think it's because I'm finishing writing a fiction book. I was like, oh, you're writing a book. And then, you know, you other stuff you want to write and other things you want to do. There's again, that old fashioned mindset that we have to pick and choose. Why? Why do we have to pick and choose? We don't. So I don't want to turn this into a passive form of income. I want this to, to succeed. I want to be able to regularly employ freelance people. I want to then be able to employ people, these people permanently, and give them good salaries, good healthcare, you know, 
um, a good working environment, flexible working hours, a person-centered approach. You know, as long as we deliver a high level of professionalism, um, I do have high standards, but with a supportive, nurturing working environment, people are going to be happy, content, feel appreciated, feel seen, feel listened to, have the feeling of security because they've been paid well, have good health care for them and their family, have a good working environment, flexible working hours, remote working if they want to, all these options. And I, I now realise that I'm actually, you know, finding this challenge, even with all the feelings of like frustration and like why don't people get what I'm doing and um, why don't people understand that this is actually like a really amazing service, it's completely unique, it's completely personal, it's person-centered, it's ethical, you know, it's, it's not overly expensive, but it's not cheap, you're, you get what you're given, you know, you get experience, you get the professionalism, you know, I'm, I'm a perfectionist, I believe, I'm conscientious, you know, I believe in delivering like a high level of service. But even with all these frustrations and these feelings and, and, and uncertainty and still not being able to get a full-time job or a part-time job, I'm now finding that I'm absolutely loving this challenge. I'm finding it exciting. I'm getting to create my vision of how things should be. I can affect the change in my own life and I, can, and I will be able to affect the change in people that I employ in the future because I do feel that a person-centered approach, a holistic approach with clients and with employees and with freelance professionals that you work with, this is the way forward. We all need to be nurtured and we all need to be supported and we need to have time with our family and we need to have time to go snorkeling or scuba diving or ice skating or whatever it is you wanna do or play hockey or football. We need that stuff. We need gym memberships. We need to be able to go for a spa day. We need these things and I think they should be part of the employment package and I think they should be part of the normal way we structure working life. And this is what I'm discovering. So. That's an interesting change for me. I no longer want the business to be a passive form of income. I want it to be an active form of income. And I don't want to choose between writing uh, fiction, writing a blog and um, the other things I'm planning to write and like my business. I want to do all of it. And if we structure our lives exactly as we choose, and this again is the point of this podcast, if you like, or my thoughts today, by changing how we view professional life and work life, how we to change our view as an employee or as an employer, how we change our view as a professional person or an entrepreneur or business owner, it means that we can then do more with our time. We can, because time management for me, it's something I'm very good at because I've been a single, I was a single parent at 21, you know, I was then married and I had three more children but I've been a single parent again for 11 years. I am good at time management because at 21, starting in my career, I was also a parent. So you have to learn that, like you have to. Organizational skills are brilliant because you have to. Communication has developed because that's been how I've got my jobs. I've talked my way into everything I've ever done in my life. Just talked my way into it. But we have to stop and look at these things and be the change that we want to see. 
And that's my thinking. If we change the views, we can be more productive. We can use our time at work, being paid the same amount as when you used to spend all your life at work, being paid the same amount because you're actually as productive no more, um, probably actually more, but you're, but you're no, no less than when you work stupid hours. If we do that, we can have a sense of personal fulfillment, we can take on more things in our personal life that we want to do, personal ambitions, side projects, writing, whatever it is, we can have, we can pursue more than one career at a time. Why do we have to be so pigeonholed and put into a box? You know, the current 40 hour week for working was structured when there was a wife at home and the men went to work. Like this is like 1950s hour because there was a woman at home, the wife, who cleaned the house, cooked the meals, did the shopping, did the dry cleaning, looked after the children and did everything else. And the man went to work, provided for the family and came home. That's what he did. That was it. They both had their roles, but we don't live in that world anymore. And that's why it needs to change. I don't have someone at home, you know, obviously I am at home, but I don't have somebody else doing my housework for me or my laundry or doing the shopping. I do all that. And I also do my parenting with my twins and I help them with their, with their home studies because um, they're behind in maths and behind in Greek. Um, that takes up a long amount of time. I need to also build the business. So I'm working, you know, for so many hourly, like, like two, three hourly blocks, then doing something else. But I'm being productive in those three hourly blocks. I'm being productive, I'm focused, I'm feeling refreshed, I'm feeling um, engaged, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I'm enjoying the challenge. If I was to sit at my laptop and spend eight, nine hours stressing, worrying, trying to be productive, I would still only achieve the same amount of work I'm achieving now because I break it into three hourly blocks. That's it. And this is what I'm saying, we need to rethink everything. Product, productiv product, I'm stuttering now, productivity does not equal hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of like self-sacrifice, you know, being a slave to this archaic idea of how we used to have business structured. I mean, back in the days in the 1950s and people had 40 hour weeks, they had long lunches, you know, people would drink a lot. I mean, I don't recommend that in the workplace, but I'm saying it was a different time and different society. It was the boys club. It was very different. That world doesn't exist anymore and it shouldn't, thank God. But what we have now is a punitive, patriarchal shadow from that time. We have ideology that is old fashioned and out of date, that isn't helpful. That is like too many hours spent feeling that you are having to be super productive for eight hours. Nobody can do that. We need to restructure things and structure our life. I'm structuring my life and I'm, it's still a work in progress, I'll be honest, because I think the importance of this podcast is for me to be really honest. It's a, it's, it's a work in progress. So we, we have to evolve and we have to work this out and we have to continue to talk about it and trial things and see how they go. But I'm discovering that it's, it's great, I'm enjoying the autonomy, I'm enjoying the process, I'm enjoying creating this new vision, this new life, this new world. So 
it is exciting it is challenging i mean please message me send me an email at nina at, at contact um send it email is contact at nina and um you know my facebook business page is nina and Ascentia virtual business support send me a message give me advice on how to get more people you know look more people to be engaged with what I'm trying to do um, in clients and also send me more people advice on how to develop this philosophy further, how we could perhaps uh, start a group, um, a way of like communicating and, and sharing our experiences and sharing our philosophy and sharing our different approaches. We are all going through a significant change, a significant uh, societal shift and I think we've all learned a lot and I think we've all had an, uh, had an opportunity in this time to reevaluate our priorities, to reevaluate what is important. I mean, I know I don't want to go back to how things used to be. I don't want to, to live a professional life where I am struggling uh, to, to attend to my parenting needs, to attend to uh, my, um, my leisure, and I don't want to just be just be working and just be working and not doing anything else. Now, I am a little bit of a workaholic as, 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 as a person, you know, a personal trait, but I'm finding this process of reevaluating, changing my dialogue, changing my ear in, in a narrative and prioritizing um, the other important things in my life, such as my self-care, such as my children, such as my leisure time, that I am now creating a, a more robust, sustainable work-life practice and a more sustainable business practice and a philosophy that can be developed and, and utilised for, for decades to come. So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Nina Talks Business. Hopefully this was interesting. Um, I wanted to sort of start the podcast for, with a more personal approach because this is obviously I'm starting it, it's my podcast, um, and I wanted to share my experiences now, you know, any advice anyone's got, I'm always up for learning. I am, I'm, I, there's a lot I know, there's a lot I don't know. And that's why it's great to, to talk about um, different experiences and to share skills and to share knowledge. So I hope you all stay well. I hope you all stay safe. And I hope that you are achieving success in your business and personal life. Thank you so much. Take care.